Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Well, thanks so much for being here today. Let me tell you today, we're kicking off a very special series. This Sunday, March the 1st, and the next four Sundays, all Sundays in March, March has five Sundays in it. We are going to be doing a five-part healing series called Jesus the Healer, Five Days in the Life of Christ. Now, it is our intent, my intent as pastor, to expose you to several facets of healing. What I want and what I believe God has tasked me with is to give you the tools it takes for you to move yourself into a position where you have the best advantage to live a healthy life and to combat and successfully overcome the obstacles that come our way, especially those in health. We're not going to preach these messages from a position of hype or some super faith spiritual position that is unobtainable or some mystical spiritual, you know, uh, uh, we believe in faith. Without faith, you cannot please God. But you are going to get a very honest, a very open, a very workable plan that God himself gave us. It's just that sometimes when we talk about healing, when we talk about prosperity, when we talk about those things that we access by faith, sometimes we can leave out some of the other important things that God has also said. So I have gone through in prayer under the leadership and the guidance of the Holy Spirit I have then sought counsel. I have sat down with counsel. I've gone over and over and over this and have put together a package, a well-balanced five-part package. And this month, myself and other pastors who are going to be preaching to us about this subject this month, we are going to do our best to put forth an argument As though we were in your court and you were going to have to make a decision whether or not we included enough evidence for you to to decide in God's favor or in favor of healing. And so I want you to put your thinking caps on this morning. I'm not going to try to tickle your fancy. I'm not going to try to, to offer you, you know, uh, 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 anything without foundation. And each week we will have a very specific goal. Okay? It will be all the way to week four before we get to faith. Okay? So go with us here step by step. If you happen to miss a Sunday, you can pick it up on the internet or on podcast. We'll make sure that it is available. But I believe this is important. Our end hope is that you would be healed. And that when you or someone in your world approaches a problem, uh, an attack on your body or on your mind, that you will know how to handle it so that you can maneuver yourself into a best position with God and then reach out and enter into a partnership with God, which at times is a process. So we'll look at the Word. This morning, part one, is going to deal with the will of God. In fact, it's entitled, I Will. Uh, I'm hoping today that you will engage yourself as though you were on a jury, listening to the evidence that is being presented. And at the end of this, make up your mind. Is it the will of God to heal or is it not the will of God to heal? 
This is a question that needs to be settled. Let me ask you to begin with, what would you think about someone who went around breaking arms or infecting people with diseases uh, on purpose just to teach them a lesson? What would you think about somebody that do something like that? First of all, only someone evil, only some nutty lunatic, only an evil person would do anything like that. And second, sickness, disease, infirmities, pain, kidney stones, cancer, migraines, they don't teach you a dadgum thing. Nothing. They just hurt, they degrade our lives, and they ultimately try to kill us. Listen, people aren't stupid, and God is not evil. God does not do evil things. Good people may end up showing us how to go through something difficult, and they may even learn something while they're going through it. But that was not the intention of this unwelcome sickness and disease and infirmities that attack our bodies. I don't know of any sane person who is praying for more sickness to come to them or for some disease to attack their child so that their child could be more like God. That's insane. God is not sick. And sick is not God. This is my argument this morning. Now don't get confused this morning about the eternal and the temporal. The eternal is what we enter into after we die a mortal death. The temporal is what we live in here on earth. Don't get confused about the eternal and the temporal. God's eternal will and his temporal will is the same thing. He does not have two wills. He has a will for his children. And his eternal hope is the same hope he has for us today. God wants the same thing right now that he is wanting us to enjoy in the future. However, this world is not the place that we are going to fully recognize or fully realize the eternal will of God. Jesus did everything that he did to secure our eternity. One day we will live on an earth without sin, without sickness, without poverty, without defeat, and without death. Thank God for the eternal truth. But that eternal truth that Jesus paid for has power in the right now. These eternal realities can grant us blessings that we get to enjoy in our temporary life on earth. We enjoy the eternal realities in temporary measures. We do not enjoy them in a full measure because every blessing of God, every mortal blessing of God is temporary. Now, catch this with me if you would. This is where many people completely miss a boat when they're thinking about the blessings of God because they only think about the blessings of God in this life. That's, that's not the greatest blessing of God. The greatest blessings of God come to us in the eternal. But because Jesus died to secure an eternity, a perfect eternity, it unfolds in our temporal earth lives, in this mortal life. But every mortal blessing of God is only temporary. And we must fight the good fight of faith to obtain these blessings in this mortal body. We must fight the good fight of faith and we must keep fighting so that we can continue to serve God while in this body. 
whether clothes or houses or money or cars or power or fame or anything else, anything God blesses you with is temporary in this life. If you become prosperous in this life by faith, you're not going to take it with you. If you become famous in this life by God's grace, you're not going to take it with you. If you get healed by the divine intervention of the Holy Spirit in this life, you are not going to take it with you. Eternity has its own set of rewards, which pale in comparison to anything we could receive in this mortal body. Eternity has its own set of rewards. Every person that Jesus laid his hands on and prayed for died later of something. Hello, come on now, get with me here. We need to have a clear picture of this. Because many times people, faith-filled, good, godly people, they have a problem, they pray for it, problem goes away, and right down the road they have another problem, they feel like God has forsaken them. Every measure of blessings that we receive is because Jesus paid for an eternity. And God has the same will for us today that he has there. But in this life we will not fully recognize all the eternal blessings that God has for us. I am saved in this mortal life, but one day I will really be saved. I don't understand what that feels like. I cannot comprehend what it would feel like to wake up in heaven without sin, sickness, pain, worry, without anything. I mean, I'm not even wanting to do anything that God does. I can't understand what salvation means to me in an eternal set. But it has come to me by the power of God in this life so that I am saved and I am being saved and one day I will be saved. Because of the work of Jesus Christ, because of his finished work on the cross of Calvary, a work that I cannot even fathom, understand, until I see him in his glory. Jesus became a man so that he could show us what God would do if God was a man. We need to understand that the reason Jesus came was to defeat sin. That's what God would do if he was a man. He would not sin. Jesus came to defeat sickness and worry and fear and to put the devil down and under his feet. That's what God would do if he was a man. Jesus came to show us what God would do and what God has planned for us. He came to show us the will of God. Just because bad things happen to good people does not mean that God's will is bad or that his will is lacking or that his arm is short or that he does not care or that he does not know. Listen, your life on earth, even if you're living by faith, your life on earth is not the measure of God's will for mankind. Your life is not the measure of God's will. God's word stands above your life. It is superior to anything that you can experience in this mortal realm. Without God's intervention, life would be hell. Now, let's begin our healing series. Whew. I'm tired. Huh? Why in the world am I preaching this with such fervor and energy? I don't know. But it's in me. Please just allow me to get out. I'm not mad. I'm happy. 
I don't feel like any of you are doing anything you shouldn't do. Don't let it come across that way. But I'm fighting for your life. I'm fighting for your health. I'm fighting for you to make a decision. You're not only a juror this morning, but you are also an accused. And you get to decide if you go free. In John, the first chapter, verse 1. I'll read verse 1, verse 14, verse 17, and verse 18. You can go home and read the whole chapter, okay? Make sure this is true. Be noble. Search the Scriptures for yourself. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. This morning, we are going to be building this case on the fact that Jesus came to show us the Father. Jesus came to declare the Father to us. Jesus came to teach us about God and to show us what God's will is and what God would do if God was a man, hoping that we as mere mortals could understand God a little more if God presented himself in our likeness and in our image. What do we see when we see Jesus? What did Jesus show us? In Mark chapter 1, verse 40, the Bible says, Now a leper came to Jesus, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing be cleansed I am willing I believe it is the will of God to heal today but it does not matter what I believe near as much as it matters what you believe what I believe matters to me but it's only what you believe that will matter to you the Bible is the Word of God, and the Word of God is the will of God. We know God's will as God's old will and testament and God's new will and testament. His new will and testament has superseded His old will and testament. What does God's will and testament say about the subject of healing? Well, this morning I have a thousand words. In fact, I have 1,008 words I want to say to you so that you can make a decision as to what the will of God is. Are you ready? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And Jesus came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of disease among the people. For he healed many, 
So that as many as had afflictions pressed about Jesus to touch him. And the unclean spirits, whenever they saw him, fell down before him and cried out, saying, You are the Son of God. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to Jesus, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Then the blind and the lame came to Jesus in the temple, and he healed them. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. Then Jesus healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Then he appointed twelve that they might be with him, that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and cast out demons. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute. And Jesus healed him so that the blind and the mute man both spoke and saw, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Then Great multitudes came to Jesus, having with them the lame, the blind, the mute, maimed, and many others. And they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. And great multitudes followed Jesus, and he healed them there. Then the blind and the lame came to Jesus in the temple, and he healed them. And when Jesus had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal diseases, all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of disease. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done and the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much.
I offer to you in testimony 1,008 words. That should prove the intent of our Lord Jesus and of his Father. That healing is his will. Sickness, disease, infirmities, injuries, pain. They are very important subjects to mankind. I imagine that physical and mental health are among the top concerns of every individual and among the top concerns that every individual will face at some point in their life. It stands to reason that Jesus would tell us and show us how God felt about these issues, and he did. Any exhaustive study of the Word of God is going to show that Jesus never, not one time, did Jesus ever make any person sick. Not one time did Jesus ever give someone some sickness or some disease to teach them something or to make them more appreciative or to punish them or to give them an opportunity to be more like God. That is not God. And the reason why he did that is so that he could show us the will of God. Seeing this is one of the main and one of the most important topics of life, it stands to reason that Jesus would give us a definitive conclusion to the matter of sickness, disease, infirmities, pain, and healing. God does not make his children sick. Nowhere are you going to find that almighty God in his new will and testament, which we have been given. It was authored by the Holy Spirit, confirmed in the life of Jesus Christ, and paid for by the covenant blood of the Son of God. And not one time can anyone argue that Jesus made somebody sick. That was not his will. When he encountered sick people, he said, be healed. When he encountered people who were troubled by demons and devils, he said, be delivered. Not one time did he leave someone in their problem. No one came to him and he said, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. I'm sorry, I don't know what to do. He showed us the will of God over and over and without fault, not one deviation. Almighty God is a healing God. That's what Jesus showed us. And it is unmistakably the will of God to heal today. Yeah. This mortal life is temporary. I know it's hard for people to wrap their minds around the idea that everything you know and see and experience is temporary. As I look out and preach today, I see person after person, family after family, that has experienced the healing grace of Almighty God, one after the other. We could have people for the next hour or two hours lined up here, coming through here and telling you a testimony of how God healed them miraculously and brought them to recovery and was blessings, gave them a blessing, but they could also tell you that every blessing, every mortal encounter with God, every blessing in this life is a temporary situation. Amen. 
More than one time I have laid on my deathbed and been told by the doctors that I was not going to get up. I was not going to go home. I've even called my children and told them goodbye at the behest of the doctors. Them telling me that I would not make it out of their alive. I would be dead in the next few minutes. Do you know it looks like one time would be enough of that? But it's happened more than once. Last well, two, three years ago, whatever it was, I had medullary cancer. I guess I beat the odds. They told me I might not live but a couple of years. In fact, they told me five to begin with, and I told them, well, I'm going to hold on and pray and, and, and just trust God. They said, if you don't do something today, you cut those odds from five years to two years, and we can't guarantee you but two years. I said, you can guarantee me two years? I've never had anybody guarantee me two years. I'm going to take that one. I think this February or March is three years. And there's not a sign of it anywhere in my body. I got a... I got a letter from M.D. Anderson saying that, you, that, it, that, that we can't find anything anywhere. There is no evidence, they said, that it's there, that we can't find anything. I mean, from, from well, what's the deal? Well, you know. You have experienced that. Thank God for that. And I'm hoping that Jesus will come before I encounter another battle with any sickness and disease. But I do know I walk in a world that has gone wrong, in a bad place where not only is the devil trying to kill me, but everything I eat almost is trying to kill me. <laughs> if it's not the air I breathe, if it's not the, you know, water I drink, if it's not the, I mean, you know, I took some peppermint drops this morning because I felt a little stump, something in my stomach. Thank God it's gone. Thank God for peppermint drops. <laughs> Listen, one day I'm going to leave this mortal body, but until then I'm going to keep reaching out for every temporary reprieve I can get. But I understand that healing in this mortal life is temporary. Thank God for it. I want it. I need it. Thank God for everything that pours into my life that brings me to a greater strength so that I can stand here and preach the gospel of Almighty God. Thank God for healing. Thank God that God interrupts us, but that God also gives us a process that we need to pay attention to. God's not trying to make us sick to teach us something. God knows that he needs and I need my body to function correctly according to his divine design. God has given us some great advantages over sickness and disease. Healing in this life begins. Listen to me. I should have put this in red. Healing in this life begins when our mortal bodies begin to Respond favorably to the measure of attention that we give to the sickness and the disease, the infirmity that's attacking us. Healing begins when our body first recognizes and responds favorably to whatever measure of attention we give it to make it better. Healing can be achieved and healing can be received. And I am a candidate for both. And quite frankly, I don't even care. I have a preference, I guess. I'd rather God just heal me every time, oh, Jesus, boom, and it be gone. I've had that experience. I've had the experience in my family over and over and over again. I believe in it. I pray for it. I have faith. I reach out to the grace of God. But I'm also very thankful whenever anything else pours into my life and causes that sickness and disease to flee. Thank God that God has given us so much to work with. We should be engaged in every avenue 
that provides a blessing of God. You know, I love it. I love it in the moments whenever God just rains down gold dust on me. I haven't had that experience, but (laughs) that would be good. Okay? (laughs) Somewhere in the nation there's a revival that's, that's happening, I guess. I don't know. I would love it. I would just love it. I would love to just be walking, you know, some morning, you know, uh, to my car and just get on the head, hit on the head, you know, by by gold nuggets. Woo! Glory to God, that'd be great. (laughs) I pray for financial increase. And listen, God is a miracle God. Woo! He, I mean, he gives me financial miracles all the time, and I know it's him doing it. I know it's him doing it. But by and large... That does not exempt me from working. If you have faith, just sit around and do nothing and just pray, oh God, give me money, give me money, give me money. And you you line your life up beside the person that's actually going out there and working every day and praying and see which one of you has more money at the end of the day. Okay? Now, I believe that God heals. But I also know it's important to work with God in every avenue he provides to affect my healing. God created us to heal. He created our immune system. He designed us to heal ourselves. Okay? And sometimes even that immune, that, that's what Brenda is fighting in, in, in her life right now, is her immune system has, you know, it's it started attacking her body. So that's what we're focused on. God heal the healer. You know, fix the problem, God. God's blessed us as well with healing arts and with research science and with doctors and nurses and medical technicians and nutrition experts, by the way. And it behooves us to pay attention. We should be working with every avenue that God has provided. Why has God provided these things? Because it is his will that you be healed. It is his will that you be helped. It is his will that even in this temporary situation that the eternal benefits paid for through the life of Christ, that they flow over into our present reality. That is the will of God. And God has designed our biological but the biological elements of this mortal body. He has designed it to respond to faith and thank God for faith. My body responds to my faith. My body also responds to my confession. We need to hold fast our profession of faith because God creates the fruit of the lips and my body responds to the things I say about me. My mind responds to the things I say about me. The things that I say about me, when I say what God says, my body responds. God has designed our bodies to respond to words. I mean, you don't think, I could make you feel pretty bad right now or I can make you feel pretty good, which one do you prefer? I can make myself feel pretty bad right now. Or I can make myself feel pretty good. Which one do I prefer? Which one does God prefer? Well, you have to check with him on that one. (laughs) God has designed this mortal body to respond to touch. He has, there's something powerful about touch about the laying on of hands. God has designed our bodies and our minds to respond to being touched, to being hugged, to being prayed for through the laying on of hands. There's something powerful in a touch. God has designed these mortal bodies and and, and our minds to respond to attention. When somebody gives me attention, it, 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 it does something. It raises up, you know, my, my, my hope in life. Paying attention to something. We are designed to respond to favorable attention in a favorable way. And to unfavorable or disfavorable attention in, 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 in a different way. God has designed our mortal bodies and our mind even to respond to our attitude. 
The Bible says a merry heart does good like a medicine, but an old sour, dried up approach to life will dry up your bones. You know, the reality is, it's the will of God to heal. That's the testimony of God's Word. And today, I'm hoping our takeaway will be to settle it in our minds. Even though we may not know how, when, where, forget everything else at the moment. The first thing we need to decide, is it God a healer or is God a herder? Did Jesus show us God's new will and covenant? was to bring healing. He showed us what God would do if God was a man and what we should do if we want to be like God. He showed us how we should think, how we should feel, what we should hope for and have faith in. Today, I want us to consider, can we reach out? Can we decide we're going to believe that God is a healer and it is his will to heal. You see, the reason this is important is because it is impossible to believe for something you do not believe in. It's impossible to believe for something you don't believe in. Let me challenge you today as I challenged myself in 1980. That was my first consideration of is it God's will to heal? You know, I didn't know. I had no idea. I had just crawled off of a front-end loader. I'd loaded a load of gravel. I was working in the in dirt business. I loaded a load of gravel, and I hooked up the trailer, and I put a backhoe on that trailer, and I took off. I was... I was uh, uh, building a driveway for someone into their property that they, that they uh, were, were going to hunt on. And I was putting gravel down this road. And as I was driving down the road in that dump truck pulling that backhoe, I looked in my mirror and that backhoe pulled out around me, tried to pass me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have anybody ever had that experience? Whew. I didn't know what to do. I just screamed, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Well, with that, I kind of I pushed down on the, on, on the accelerator and got ahead of that trailer. There were cars coming, but it went back, you know, behind me. It didn't hook back up. That would have been a miracle, wouldn't it? <laughs> and it went across and down through the ditch and over another road and into a ditch and hit a tree. Well, it was my daddy's backhoe. And so I secured it. I got the back off and pulled the trailer up, but it was all bent and everything. So I ended up, I thought, I'm going to need some help, so I'm going to go get my daddy. So I got back in the truck, and I drove to my house. I'm going to leave the truck and hop in my Volkswagen bug and run down. I had to run down about 10 miles to the town of Maud, Texas, because my daddy was at an AA meeting there. And uh, thank God for AA. Amen. God doesn't want you drunk. God doesn't want you, you know, on drugs, you know, and, uh, you know, he'll praise God. I pray you get delivered. But, you know, it also is important that you do all you can. Thank God for AA. Amen. Uh, it helped my daddy. And uh, I stopped by the house. I got out of the truck and I ran in the house. Got two little, little kids. One of them's a baby. And Ashley was just back there in the back room crying, 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 crying. I mean, crying loud, real bad. And, and April was whining, and she was running around, toddling around. And, you know, uh, and I looked everywhere, where in the world is Brenda? And I went back, and Brenda was in the bed. She couldn't breathe. I didn't even know that she was sick, but she was real sick. How in the world you get that sick? between last night when we went to bed and you know, I got up early and left and, and she was going <laughs> worse than that I said what's wrong she went it hurts it hurts I said oh honey 
And I just imagined that she had some, you know, some problem. <laughs> and I said, honey, and she was, you know, laying on the bed. I said, honey, listen, I'm in a real crunch here. <laughs> I got... I got a backhoe in a trailer sitting over there in a, in a road, and I got a load of gravel, and I got to go in the opposite direction and get my daddy to go take care of that, and you're sick, and we don't have any insurance, and we don't have any money, and I don't know what to do. I said, but hun, this morning in my Bible reading, you need to read your Bible when you get up. I did the first thing I did this morning. I recently got my word. First thing, you know. I said, this morning, honey, this was in 1980. I said, this morning when I got up, I read in the Word of God that God heals. Now, sweetheart, now this is what I'm telling Brenda. She's going, ah! I said, sweetheart, now listen. I don't know if he meant it or not. This is where I was. I don't know if he meant it or not. I don't know if it's for today or if these things are already gone. I don't know. I said, but we don't have any options right now. I said, the Bible said in my Bible reading that if any two people on earth agree and ask God that he'll do it. I don't know if he meant it. Now, isn't that a sad place to be? Yeah, I was pastoring a church. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I said, so let's agree in prayer. Now, I didn't even know what that meant. I just started on this road. I reached across and got her by the arm, bless her heart, and I pulled her across that bed with her going, <laughs> but I thought it'd be best to be close if we was going to agree. <laughs> I pulled her right over the edge of that bed. She looked at me, bless her heart. I got down on my knees and I said, now, Brenda, I'm not sure how this works, but it seems like agreement. Now, this is just me being me. It seems like agreement. I'll say it and you say it. And we'll see. So I said, God, and I looked at her and she was looking at me. I said, say God. She, God? God, I don't know if you mean this or not. I made one of these long prayers. <laughs> but if you did mean it, if healing is for today, would you please heal Brenda? Now, you say me when you say Brenda. And we agree. And she said, we agree. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Then I jumped up, left her laying right there. Patted her on the head, said, I'll be back in a little while. I said, now listen, honey, when I get back, if you don't feel better, I will find money. I'll borrow some money somewhere. I'll do something. I'll find a way to take you to the doctor. I went out, ran out, jumped in my little Volkswagen, and I went 10 miles. Maud, Texas, went in, interrupted the AA meeting, told my daddy, daddy, listen, uh, your truck, and, I mean, your trailer and your backhoe, they're over there somewhere, you know, in a, in a, in a little place called Bassett, Texas. They're over in Bassett. And I got to go home, okay? Sorry, Dad. By the way, your backhoe is broke. <laughs> I hopped back in my car, and I drove just, just as quick as I could, fast that little Volkswagen would go right back to my house, jumped out and ran in the house, and Brenda is up cooking me lunch, totally healed, 100% healed. I didn't know whether to be afraid or angry. Angry? Yeah, angry. I thought maybe she was lying to me. Nobody can get healed that quick. It couldn't hurt that bad. But the reality is, 
Jesus Christ. When I left and prayed and we agreed to left, Jesus came upon her and healed her immediately of every symptom, of every, uh, every pain, every problem, cleared her lungs out, one of those 100%. Now, you don't think that gave me a problem? It did. All of a sudden, I dove full, head, head full. In fact, I even stopped doing driveways, told my daddy, look, you can, you can do that. I am going to study the Word of God. And for the next six months, I locked myself up in a room and went into the Word of God to find out if that can happen. What I said, if that can happen, what else can God do that I don't know about? What else is out there that I have not understood and not seen? And from that day to this day, I continue to be amazed at the power of Almighty God. I cannot control it. I can't manufacture it. I can't manipulate it. But I can pray for it. And I have received it in my life and in many of your lives over and over and over again. Amen, LC? LC's a walking miracle. He was a dead man, right? I mean, no hope at all. And here he is, right? I mean, Robert Benlin, the man got healed again last week from something. He and I were still amazed. We were still talking last week about how God heals. And we just, it just, it just befuddles us how God comes upon a moment when we pray in faith and heals us. Let me tell you, the will of God is to heal. Now, does that mean that everything's going to be okay in your life? No. This life is not where we fully experience the blessings, but it's where we get mortal blessings by God, healing. Oh, my goodness. It is the will of God to heal on planet Earth. He wants to heal His children. And I hope this is your takeaway. And if I pray for you to be healed and you die of some sickness, I'm going to claim victory. If you're born again. Whew, what a prayer. What a prayer. Woo! <laughs> I'm not going to believe you're going to die. I'm going to believe God's going to heal you. And I'm going to keep believing it until it happens. I don't have to stop believing it. Nowhere in the Word of God do I have to stop believing God for a miracle that I want and that I know is in His will. If it's in His Word, it's in His will, and Jesus showed us the way. So I challenge you to consider this morning. Do you believe, will you decide with me that God's will is to heal? And then will you begin to pray like you believe His will?